Good morning, everybody, today. Glad for the 40 today. And uh, God is good all the time. God is so good to us. And we want to look with you this morning in Psalms 100, if you have your Bibles. <clears throat> Thankful for the sunshine. Uh, got the weather the other day. They said that the uh, month of May was the wettest month of May on record. A lot of water in these hills. <clears throat> Thank God for a little bit of sunshine. <clears throat> Great lesson, Brother Dave. Hundred Psalm, if you have your Bibles. <clears throat> We're going to think on some thoughts here this morning. It's been a lot of distancing, a lot of social distancing, and we're going to think up this morning, up close and personal, up close and personal. You know, there's a lot of folks in life that I'll probably never get to meet or see, uh, stars and movie stars and politicians, people that the higher ups uh, you've got to have an appointment, you've got to have an invitation, you've got to meet protocol to be able to get into their presence. But we've got a king of the universe that reigns the universe that you don't need, you don't need a, 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 anything credentials, you don't have to meet any criteria of wealth. Uh, you can come there if you don't have any political connections. You can come there, and, and that's what he says, come. <clears throat> Let's let, begin reading there in verse 1 of Psalm 100. And this is a good, good chapter to revisit. There's a lot of in here that this psalmist says that we need to hear, that we need to take heed to. And ought to make us reform our singing, our worship, and how we enter God's presence. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye, the, know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Lord, as we come to your throne of grace, we thank you for your mighty power. We thank you, God, for your great love wherein that you loved us. And we're thankful, Father, that we can come nigh unto thee. You said, Father, for us to draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. So help us, Lord, to get close, closer and more personal and Help us that every fiber of our being, God, might, Father, ooze out, Father, your goodness and your mercy 
and your spirit. Have your will. Have your way this morning. We'll not forget to give you all the honor, all the praise. We beg it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me now? You got me. Psalm 100. This is a Jewish hymnal. This is singing at its best. I'd say that this psalm ought to rank up there. If it was on the music charts today, it ought to be in the top ten, if not the number one spot among the, the charts in the hymns. This is a praise song, and people think, you know, a lot of folks might think today, you know, well, this praise music that people have in their churches now. What do you think about, Pastor? I think our entire life ought to be a theme of praise. I think every day that we ought to be able to have something to praise our God about. Psalmist said, while I have any being, let me praise God. And the problem is not the music. The problem is our heart. It's how that we, uh, it's how that we address God and how we come before God. I want you to notice one thing that, my, there's something to celebrate today. Every day of our lives, there's something to celebrate. I read something one time about a man that lived in the dark cave all of his life, was born in a dark cave. And then all of a sudden in midlife, somebody opened the door for him and he stepped out and he saw the world. He heard the birds singing. He saw the sunrise and all of a sudden he began to praise God. And you know, my lesson, friend, we see this every day. And because things are daily, a lot of times we take them for granted. My, we've got a lot, my, to be thankful for today. We have something to celebrate today. I read another thing about Emerson. He said, my, if the stars would only come out once a year, we would stay up all night long just to gaze at the stars. But they come out every day, and many times we take them for granted. But my, the psalmist said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We need to, number one, the keys to getting into God's presence is worship God joyfully. Joyfully. Now, if you look at the verses 1 and 2, there's three things that happens when you worship God joyfully. Number one, there's shouting. Actually, the word make a joyful noise, the joyful noise is a shout. When I began to think of Rudy, when we had Rudy's funeral service a couple weeks ago, and how that uh, one of the songs that they played there says, I'm going to go to heaven a shouting. And how appropriate that was for Rudy's funeral service, because I believe when that Rudy entered in, 
into the presence of the Lord, I believe he was a shouting. And my listen friend, I kind of wonder back here who's going to take Rudy's place. There's a vacancy. My somebody needs to step up. Somebody needs to make everyone know how good and blessed that we are by God. Amen. My make a joyful noise. You know, they're shouting, they're serving, and then there is my singing. And there's something here shouting and serving and singing. And you know, there's a lot of energy going on here. There's something about this song that my people come and make a joyful noise. It's speaking of energy and my of being enthusiastic. You know, it seemed like that a lot of our worship services today seems like they're kind of a little bit quiet and a little bit cold and a little bit dead. And, you know, you kind of wonder why in the world can a people that is blessed so much be so quiet about it? Amen. You know, I believe the king has been good to all of us. Has he not? You know, first of all, he created us. He created us when he didn't have to. He made you and created you. He gave you life and gave you being and gave you his son upon the cross. And when you think, my, that God didn't have to do any of this, he wasn't obligated to save your soul. He wasn't obligated to even take care of you. My lesson, friend, God is good all the time. You know, life is very, very short. It's like a flower that blossoms and blooms and man that cometh forth as a flower soon cut down and it fades away. That's the grass. The grass withereth. The flower fadeth, but God is eternal. You know, one thing, in this life, everything is temporary, but we serve an eternal God. My, that has, that has said that He has promised us eternal life, eternal being in His presence. You know, we come and go, seem like in this life, into His presence, doesn't it? You know, but that's not really the way it is. You say, when we leave him, he hasn't left us. He said, I'll go with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. Now that's the faithfulness of Almighty God. He's one that never, ever leaves his people. My, listen, friend, even th when we think that we've left him, he's still there. He's still there. Thank God for that. You know, the word come, he says come. We don't need an invitation. It's already there. He doesn't have to send us one. We've already got it. Listen, friend, he doesn't have to let us in on our own account or our politics or our wealth. Listen, friend, we can come.
boldly unto the throne of grace. Oh, listen, friend, we've got something to celebrate today. And then I think, you know, we ought to serve the Lord gladly, gladly. You know, God's not interested in people that just want to show up and do a job. It's not a duty, it's a delight. And that's why he says we ought to serve him gladly. I thought of Brother Leonard and at his funeral service. Brother, anything that needed to be done in the church, that man was there. I'll do it. You didn't have to beg. You didn't have to plead. I'll do it. He was willing to serve and he done it gladly. And you know, some folks, when they, they just go on a pat on the back. You know, the pack quits and they quit. And they want, you know, some recognition or this and that. And my lesson, friend, we need some folks that'll serve God and do it happily and gladly. You know, I read something over there in the book of Acts in 17, uh, chapter book of Acts and verse 25 says, Neither is worshipped, Talking about God here. Neither is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. You know, we, we don't worship God because he needs anything of us. He's got his own glory. He's already blessed. He's already, listen, friend, got all that he needs. You know, but he giveth to all life and breath and all our being. My God takes care of my every need. And listen, friend, if God would turn his back upon me, I'd fall flat on my face. He upholds us with his spirit. He gives us life. And he gives us hope. He gives us something to stand upon. And hope that's steadfast and sure. And earth within the veil. I'm glad that I can claim Christ. And the very blood that made the atonement for me. I've got a standing place. I've got a God that's laid the foundation for me to stand upon. And you can build your house upon Jesus. And he'll never fail you. My listen, friend, I've got a standing place. And I'm glad and I'm thankful, my listen, friend, for every little thing. You know, my listen, friend, and that's the third thing, my, we need to know God personally. We need to know God personally. He said, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. You know, He created us. We belong to Him. He saved us. And therefore, we are forever debtors to Him. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to Him. But you know, that's not a bad thing. It's not like we're a slave. He counts us as brethren. That's what he calls us, brethren. 
He calls us, my lesson friend, it behooved him to suffer, my lesson friend, and to be made like unto his brethren. Oh, but lesson friend, he's a God, my, that likes to get close and personal. You know this word knowing, it's not a, it's not a mental knowing. It's not, listen, friend, that we're trying to learn something or dissect him or scientific knowledge or to put God in a test tube. He's saying to know me personally. Up close and personal. Mind you, the more that you know him, the better you're going to love him. When you begin to know this God, my listen, friend, you have to say, now, this is some God. Why, he's so great and so high and so mighty, but yet I can call him Father. He's so great and so powerful, but yet, you know, I can communicate with him. I can feel comfortable in his presence. You know, the Old Testament the foundation for the Old Testament was just knowing my, uh, the God, the powerful God that he was. And in the New Testament, you have Jesus Christ as Lord. And we see the whole, he is the image of the Godhead bodily. And I'm so thankful that I got to know God through His Son, Jesus Christ, that shed His blood for me. My listen, friend, oh, to know God personally and up close. My listen, friend, He's not a distant God. He's not some far off universe. Listen, friend, the Bible says that He is nigh to us. Oh, listen, I'm glad that I can know a God like that. Amen. Amen. You know, these folks that's done some great feats and won some great accolades and great athletes and great, uh, had great careers. And these people, I'll probably never, never, ever be able to come into their presence. And a king, you know, like he is. My listen friend that's got control of it all. <laughs> Aren't you glad, my, that our God is large and in charge? When you get to know him, my listen friend, you just have to love him. And my listen friend, my, he goes on and says, my, that we ought to thank God. Come before his presence with singing. And my, he says, enter into his gates. This is how you get in the gate. You know, how you get in the gate, my lesson friend, you don't need no ticket. You don't need no clearance. And you also don't need no griping. No griping. No complaining. If you're going to get into God's gate, listen friend, you got to come with a thankful heart. Amen. Now, listen, friend, I don't know about you folks, but listen, friend, I can get quite grumpy sometimes. 
And it is. When you begin to think about it, some, sometimes we get in a foul mood. And the risk, re, you know why we get in a foul mood? Because we're about half backslid. Now just tell it like it is. If our heart is right with God, then we have a right attitude about God and we have a right attitude about life. Amen. Amen. Now listen, friend. Again, our life ought to be a constant course of praise. If we take this song and take what the psalmist is telling us, how we enter into God's presence, the number one is be thankful. If you're going to get in the gate, you got to be thankful. Amen. There's a young pastor one time, and he encountered in his first pastorate a woman that was very critical. Every service, there's something wrong with it. Every sermon, there was something wrong. You couldn't please this woman at no matter what you done. If you gave her a gold brick, she'd want a silver one. <laughs> and my listen, friend, the young pastor, he went to his, his father and he said, Dad, he said, I can't please this woman. He said, tell you what you do, son. He said, Want you to, well, next time she starts complaining, he said, you just have a little prayer. So the young pastor, he went to Sunday school. And the woman met him, and here she come, service too long. He wasn't dignified enough. My lesson friend, nothing suited her. And he said, honey, he said, I want to have prayer with you. And he got down on his knees, and he said, dear Lord in heaven, thank you, Lord, that this woman is not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> But now listen, friend, my, there's something wrong with our negativity. A negative spirit is not consistent with my a spirit of praise. Something wrong, is there not? Amen. I remember Joe Holland, he used to open up sometimes with prayer. Joe would always bow his head and he'd say, Lord, I thank you that it's well with us as it is. <laughs> Things could be a little bit better, but they could be far worse. Amen. Amen. My one thing about it, we do have our heartaches, we do have our troubles. But listen, friend, we've got a God that's made us a great promise. No matter how great our problem is, He's promised that He takes care. Because this world is not our home. You know, uh, some folks, you know, will complain. And, you know, you just have to come, come back sometimes and say, well, in a perfect world... But this ain't no perfect world, is it? In a perfect world. But God has promised us a perfect world. 
when that which is in part shall be done away with, then we shall know even as we, uh, things are going to be perfect. Now listen, friend. Paul pressed on forgetting those things that are behind and he pressed forward to the mark, to the goal, to the high calling of God which is in Christ Jesus. There's a perfect prize at the end of the road. Enter into his gates. How do we get into the gate? Well, you got to have some thanksgiving in your heart. And then, my listen, friend, we need to thank God humbly. Who are we to attest that we deserve more than what we got? You come right down to it, we don't deserve anything. We don't deserve life. We don't deserve Jesus. We don't deserve what we've got. Listen, friend, we're the most blessed people on the earth. You think about, listen, friend, we eat more in one day than a lot of folks in the world will eat for a week. Some of them even for a month. And my listen, friend, we lay our head down on a nice big soft pillow at night. Some people's laying on a dirt floor, sleeping on the ground. God's been good to us, hasn't he? Amen. And we ought to praise God continually. That's what he says, entering into his gates with, with thanksgiving, into his courts. Now you got into the gate. Now you're going to get into the court. And how do you get into the court? The key is praise. Amen. Praise to his name. Blessing God with the fruit of our lips, which is thanksgiving unto our God. My, he says to bless his name. Praise him and be thankful unto him. Now, why in the world would we need to do this? Why should we fulfill this? Listen, friend, you got to go to verse 5. He says, for the Lord is good. He's good. Every day in every way, he's good all the time. He's good to those that don't deserve it. It rains on the just and the unjust. And he's still good. My listen, friend, the world is in a mess, but God's still good. We've got problems. We've got cancer. We've got COVID-19. We've got all kinds of problems in our inner cities with race and looting and this and that. That's bad, but God's still good. <laughs> Amen. We're, we're undeserving, but God's still good. Oh, listen, friend. My, you, you got to have him on board. There was a young naval officer one time that got his first mission. And it was to bring a destroyer back home to America. He flew there and I went to the harbor. He got on board and he started barking out orders and you get this done and the deck swab and this one. And, you know, he was telling everybody what to do. And that was his job. 
He got them all lined up and they started the ship out of the harbor, which is kind of quite a feat, they tell me. A big ship out of a small harbor. Sailed through there just to ease and just right down where he's supposed to be and out into the ocean and he was on his way home. And my, everything was ship shape. He got a radio telegram from the captain. And the captain said, said, you've done an excellent job getting the ship in shape. You've done an excellent job in getting the crew in shape. You've done a wonderful job getting the ship out of the harbor and into the ocean. He said, but you messed up in one place. He said, I'm still in port. <laughs> he, he didn't get the captain on board. You left, you left your captain in port. He done everything right. And sometimes we can do everything right in a church service. But we leave the number one guy back at port. We leave him behind. We leave God behind. We try to have revival without the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We can't wait on God. And so many times we mess up because we just don't have enough of God and a relationship of God in our lives. Listen, friend, we need him every hour, the old song says. Without him, we can do nothing. We can bear no fruit. We can't do anything without our God. Listen, friend, the Bible begins with God. And how, listen, friend, it's foolish to begin anything without him. And how in the world are we ever going to succeed if we leave him out of our most important missions? Amen. 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 We've got to get the captain on board. Amen. We've got to get God, listen, friend, back in our lives. And you know what? When we do, everything will fall in place. And everything is going to look a whole lot better. Amen. Amen. It just gives, it changes our perspective when we get our heart right with God. You see, we can pick everything to death. And the reason we usually do, it's usually not what's around us or who's in front of us. It's it's in here. It's, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I want to thank Brother Bill for the nice little cage he put me in. <laughs> Instead of pheasant under glass, it's preacher under glass. But we thank you for the very professional job, and it really has helped my preaching and able to get the word across without being muffled and muzzled. Thank you so much. But let's stand and let's get us a...
number of songs, Brother Bill. Do you feel like you've been to God's house? Is God good? All the time. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. He's got the answer. He's got the hope. He's got, there is a future for everyone that'll put their trust in Him. 